Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. Nora is excited as her ship approaches Earth. This is her first off-planet vacation and the first time she has visited Earth, and she can't wait. They land in time to watch the sunset and then go to sleep. The next day, after watching the sunrise and looking around, Nora goes exploring on her own. Nora finds an old artifact. As the cruise ship Pandora approached Earth's orbit, Nora ran to the observation window in her cabin. Mom, Dad, look! We are approaching Earth, she yelled. We know, dear. We've been monitoring our progress via our glass. We'll have to go to our travel pods soon. Do you have your bag ready? Yes, Mom, Nora said excitedly. Nora and her mom and dad were visiting Earth for a short vacation. They lived on Blue, a planet in Alpha Centuria. And though her mom and dad had visited Earth before, this was Nora's first visit. In fact, it was the first time she had taken a vacation off-planet. Nora returned to the observation window where she looked again at Earth, a large, bright blue and white sphere with its deep blue oceans contrasting against the white clouds and the brown and green land masses. Her planet, Blue, shared some similarities, but the colors were much different, even at this distance. As they approached, Nora could see the curvature of the Earth, with the horizon appearing as a clear, defined line, separating the planet from the blackness of space. As their spaceship got closer, she observed the sunrise over the horizon. Mom, Dad, can you see how the sun's rays illuminate the atmosphere and the planet's surface? It's so beautiful. And look, there is a huge storm over the water there, Nora yelled excitedly. All passengers should now make their way to their individual travel pods the ship's AI announced over the public address system. It's time to go, Nora, her father said. We need to begin our descent to our vacation dome, or we will miss our launch time for this orbit around Earth. Entering the pod, Nora experienced a brief sensation of weightlessness before strapping herself in for what was still often a bumpy ride. The pod launched silently and started its descent to its destination on Earth. A short time later, they gently landed on what Nora's parents said used to be called the Garden of the Gulf. The door to the dome opened when they arrived. They quickly got settled, with their drinks filled with the nutrients and medicine they needed to stay healthy in a strange environment.
Nora sat in a chair and watched the sky slowly change from a bright blue color to a deep, rich shade of orange, pink, and purple as the sun set below the horizon. The dome allowed her to view the surrounding countryside as the fading light casts a warm glow on the rolling hills and fields. We arrived just at the perfect time, her mother said. It's so beautiful here in the evening. After all the excitement of the last few cycles, I'm ready to rest before we start our day tomorrow. I'm not sure I am ready for sleep, but the view from here is very nice, Nora said as she drank from her flask. Dad, as nice as this sunset looks, I still don't understand why, of all the beautiful places on Earth, you chose to come here to this little island. Your mother and I fell in love with this place when we read an ancient text called Anne of Green Gables. In those times, it seemed like such a magical place with a completely different way of life than what we read about the big cities of the time, her father replied. It's changed a lot over time, and the island has gotten much smaller. And except for the capital city, it's all a park. But some of the old charm from long ago remains, Nora's mother said. And we are staying right on the edge of the ruins of an old agricultural station. The medicine Nora took had the added effect of making her sleepy. So when she finally laid down in bed, she quickly fell fast asleep. The following day, they got up early to watch the sunrise and its brilliant orange, pink, and red colors. As they ate the first meal of the day, they watched as the landscape was slowly illuminated, revealing the island's rolling hills, forests, and former farmland. The morning was busy with exploring the nearby meadows filled with small white flowers, the forests, and their small babbling brooks. After lunch, Nora's father and mother decided to spend the afternoon sitting in a nearby field, which Nora found too boring. So she decided to explore on her own. Be careful with some of those old structures, Nora. They aren't all safe, her father said. Most of the structures had long since fallen down and turned to dust. The authorities did manage to preserve some nearer to the capital. Still, most structures where Nora and her mother and father were staying were long since taken over by the plants, except for one. Nora spotted what her glass said was once an old storage unit where they kept animals. Nora squeezed under a pile of crumbling wood to see what was inside. Nora could see concrete shapes and the remainder of an old wooden roof among the flowers and vines that had taken over the space. There were still some old tools hanging on one wall which looked scary to Nora because of their once sharp edges. And there were some old metal signs with unrecognizable text. 
Nora did notice something on the floor. It was a metal box. Upon opening it, she discovered a colorful square device inside. It seemed in remarkable condition. Glass, what is this, Nora asked. Unknown, high probability it is an ancient computing device. Holding the device closer to her face, Nora said, hey, computing device, what is your capability? There was no reply. Possibly it has long since lost its function, her glass said. Nora shrugged, put it in her bag, and forgot about it until just before bedtime. When she was about to close her eyes for bed, Nora remembered the ancient computing device she had found earlier. She opened her bag, took it out, and tried again to have it respond to her voice. It didn't. Well, it's a curious souvenir, she said to herself. As she was looking the device over one last time, she heard a click. She had pressed a raised green part on the front, and it had started glowing. In a slightly distorted voice, the device said, Hello, kids. My name is Storybook. Every night, a new story. To hear a story, just click the green button. Nora didn't know what a green button was, but turned the device around until she heard a boink sound. The device called the storybook then continued, Lay down and close your eyes as I tell you tonight's story. And the storybook started. Once upon a time, a curious little fox named Chestnut lived in a magical world filled with colorful creatures and magical places. Chestnut lived in a cozy den at the edge of a lush green forest, and his favorite thing to do was to spend his days exploring his surroundings. One day, as Chestnut was wandering through the forest, he stumbled upon a clearing filled with the most beautiful flowers he had ever seen. The flowers were so beautiful that Chestnut couldn't resist touching one. Just as Chestnut was about to pluck a flower to take with him, he heard a soft voice whisper, Please don't pick the flowers. They're special, you see. Chestnut looked around, but he couldn't see anyone. Then, a tiny fairy with silvery wings as delicate as a butterfly's magically appeared before him. Who are you? asked Chestnut, his eyes suddenly wide with wonder. I'm Clover, the fairy of the flowers, said the fairy with a smile. And those flowers are the guardians of the forest. They keep the forest healthy and protected, and we must take good care of them. Chestnut was so fascinated by Clover and the flowers that he asked if he could help her take care of the forest. Of course you can, said Clover with a smile. But first, you must show me you are responsible and can care for the forest. 
And so Chestnut set off on a series of challenges, each testing his bravery, kindness, and love for the forest. He helped the creatures of the forest, from the tiniest ants to the tallest trees. And soon, Chestnut had earned the trust of the creatures of the forest. Finally, Chestnut returned to the clearing where Clover was waiting for him. Well done, Chestnut, said Clover with a big smile. You have proven yourself to be a true friend of the forest. And now, I am honored to present you with this special flower. Clover waved her wand and a flower appeared out of thin air and she presented it to Chestnut. It was unlike any other flower he had ever seen, with petals as soft as silk and a scent so sweet that it filled the air with the most delicious aroma. Chestnut was so happy that he gently hugged Clover and from that day on, they became the best of friends. They explored the forest together, caring for the creatures and the flowers and spreading joy wherever they went. And every night before he went to bed, Chestnut would look at the special flower that Clover had given him and he would remember all the wonderful adventures he had with his new friend. The following day, at their first meal, Nora took the device from her room to show her father while they ate. Sitting at the table, Nora handed her find to her father and said, It's called Storybook, and it told me a story last night when I went to bed. It doesn't respond when you ask questions, but it somehow worked last night. Have you seen one before? Hmm, her father said, looking over the old device. This is a really interesting find, but there is no way that it could still function. These old devices used portable power packs with limited lifespans. It probably hasn't worked in hundreds of years. Maybe if you press that green part, her mother said as she took a bite of her food. Her father pressed what was a green button, squeezed the sides, shook it up and down, and said all the common voice commands. But it did not work. It doesn't seem to work, Nora, but it is in remarkable shape. I would have thought most of these old artifacts would have been found by now and placed in a museum or someone's private collection, her father said. But. How do you explain what I heard when I went to bed last night? Nora asked. Maybe you just have a wonderful imagination. And after a long day exploring the island, you had a really vivid dream, her mother said. I guess so, Nora said. But she wasn't convinced. And that is the end of our story. Good night, sleep tight. <laughs>